Hello, and welcome to the State of the Fleet Industry video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine. And this video series is designed to put a spotlight on key leaders in today's fleet management industry. And today I have the honor to interview Mike Butch, National Accounts Business Development for Primrose uh, Alloys. And Mike's a 25-year veteran. He's been in global fleet management, worked um, in the trucking industry with upfit and fabrication of work trucks. So he's got a wealth of uh, knowledge in this area. So with that, I'd like to thank you, Mike, for joining us. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, in, a, in the last State of the Fleet uh, Industry video series, you know, I cited six reasons why we're experiencing the supply chain constraints that we are. And one of those six reasons was uh, the fact that there's currently a chassis trailer shortage. And uh, I'd like to make that the topic of our discussion today. And uh, my question to you, Mike, is why are we having this chassis shortage uh, at the moment? Well, Mike, it's a, a number of things that have kind of collided as a result of one, the chassis organizations lobbying the U.S. government to help restrict unfair or discounted imports from outside the United States. We have the situation, obviously, with us emerging from the pandemic. And then additionally, uh, very quickly, the U.S. government implemented tariffs on uh, Chinese sources of chassis trailers, which in turn created an environment for the U.S. chassis suppliers to see a very large ramp up in demand and even future demand for a product that had been discounted pretty heavily mm -hmm. and had excess availability. Right. And, uh, and that industry had been lobbying for the tariff. The tariff came into place. And prior to the tariff, you know, the, the bulk of those chassis trailers were coming out of China. And they're fairly low cost. Uh, so, of course, that appealed to the market, uh, found a ready market for it there. Tariffs went into place. Do you remember how large that tariff was? I, I believe it's uh, in excess of 200%. Per 200%. Year. So, you know, that really created an opportunity for U.S.-based manufacturers now to meet up with that market. And like all of us, you know, we really underestimated how much pent-up demand there was in the industry uh, as we started to emerge from this pandemic. And, and that's the current situation we're in now. Is, is that a correct assessment, Mike? A very correct assessment. Uh, there, there's a number of things. First of all, uh, the pandemic, as we've all experienced, has created... Uh, various supply chain issues in both uh, the power unit and in trailers or accessory items such as trailers. We have uh, excessive demand for metals being aluminum or ferrous carbon steel. Uh, and again, it just ramped up so dramatically and so fast that the suppliers to the trailer manufacturers just couldn't respond as quickly as the demand had escalated. And, and you know, um, and we haven't really even gotten into the 2022 calendar year, but my understanding is we're close to selling out all of the chassis trailers for that entire calendar year. And yeah. Really I, in, in the month of uh, in November still. Correct. Actually, the, the conditions existed for several months. There was just unprecedented demand from both the folks that 
buy the trailers and lease them to the various entities that use them around the ports. And also even some of the ports uh, were engaging in purchasing their own fleet to insure. And because of the bottlenecks that we see, for example, at Long Beach, the now in order to get the sea containers at least to a staging area where it used to be conducted that you would come in, pick up a box and then leave. Now the ports are consuming most of the trailers by placing the sea container boxes on trailers and then moving them to another staging area. It's just a convenient place to store these when they've run out of space in their normal storage areas. And the same thing is also happening in warehouses. You know, warehouses are at capacity, and now they're they're keeping those um, containers on those chassis, the chassis trailers, just as a convenient place to store them, which takes that chassis trailer out of commission uh, until that uh, container uh, box is removed. Correct. And then depending on the process at the port, whether they have a different staging area for the empty trailer and then the power unit goes in and pick up a trailer with the box on it or if they just have to bring back an empty trailer and then wait in line to pick it up pretty much all of the spare units have been leased or in a daily rental situation around all the ports but again, going back to the original thing, we, we had this demand ramp up. You mm -hmm. had the pandemic that suppressed everybody's ability to manufacture and have employees there and readily available. It's, it's just, again, one of those perfect storms where you have supply issues of metal, you have um, issues with availability of a workforce, and then people are just buying out uh, the forecasted production into 2022 and in some cases into 23 if those trailer manufacturers have at, in fact opened up that book. But because of the pricing volatility, most people are very reluctant to secure pricing beyond a month or two. Right. Those are the manufacturers of the chassis. Right. And it's because of the volatility of the commodity prices. I mean, you may be committing for deliveries in 23. No idea what that material is going to cost uh, in, in 2023. And, and that's across the board on the metals, whether it's aluminum or whether it's steel at this point. Mm -hmm. And steel is very high. I think the close yesterday was above 1,800 a ton, uh, which, yeah. Gotcha. So what, what's the forecast? How long is this going to be continuing? Any idea? You know, um, unfortunately, there's a variety of opinions out there. I, I think based on, for example, what you and I talked about previously, that uh, Long Beach, which you're near. This is Long Beach, California, sister port to the port of Los Angeles. Appears to be having some of the most significant problems. So for the West Coast delivery, I think it's going to be extended because of the volume of traffic that's coming in. And as we discussed, the size of the ships, um, it limits the ports that can take these really super container ships in. Mm -hmm. That extends the unload time. And obviously it takes up more space on the port for staging these containers. 
So I, I, I say we're looking solidly into the third or fourth quarter of next year. And, and that's provided there's no additional disruptions in, in the process. And if uh, the chassis manufacturers can ramp up and the trucking companies can ramp up and get additional people to man the power units, it, it'll cycle down uh, a bit quicker. Uh, if not, it's going to be delayed. Also, I think a lot has to do with uh, consumers. If we continue this ramp up in consumption, whether it's for housing or household goods or appliances, that demand really is going to drive the, the container flow at the various ports. So a lot of variables, but best case scenario, the earliest we expect to get out of this would be third or fourth quarter of next year, 2022 calendar year. Yeah, and, and I don't think I'm being too conservative, uh, given the challenges that we've had. I, I think it's reasonable to expect beyond that. That's what I hear also. Well, Mike, we've reached our allotted time. Thank you for a great interview. And uh, we'll have to continue this uh, at a later time. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be fun to give you an update. Okay, thank you for joining us. And I'll look forward to that update. As always, my pleasure, Mike. Thank you. Thank you.